Hey there, and welcome back to the Purpose and Profit Podcast. My name is Jess Sato, and I am your host. And today I want to talk about one of the questions I get a lot from prospective TEDx speakers. As many of you know, I work with people who consider themselves thought leaders, change makers, or entrepreneurs with a social purpose. And many of them are looking for really powerful platforms to get their message out into the world, all with the hopes of increasing the impact that they are having. And TEDx is a really awesome way to do that for a whole host of reasons. And in fact, over the next couple of weeks and months, I will be spending a lot of time talking about the power of TEDx specifically, but also for those of you who are not directly interested in TEDx, what you can learn and leverage from following similar procedures around digging into your idea, really looking at events that are relevant for your particular expertise. And so today I want to dig into how do you actually choose the right TEDx event for you? What are some of the factors that we need to consider when choosing. As of right now, there are literally thousands of TEDx events all over the world. And all of them vary in terms of quality, reach, and a whole host of other things. And so when it comes to picking the right TEDx event for you, I have really broken this down into six different categories. And I want to outline each of those factors for you so that you can start to think about the idea of approaching TEDx with a little bit more strategy. So the first of these issues is around quality. One of the most important and powerful aspects of TEDx is not the live performance on the stage. Now, I know that that probably will come as a surprise especially given the fact that it is incredibly awesome and super cool to put on the Beyonce mic to, you know, get dressed up in a certain kind of way, officially step out onto the big red dot and then share your idea with an audience who is there to eagerly listen, to support you, and to honor the fact that you're doing this really incredibly difficult thing. But if all that were the case, if that was just the experience that you had, TEDx would literally not be what it is. It is the resulting video that showcases your talk on both TED.com as well as the TED YouTube channel that really is the big prize. And that's because it's the thing that lasts forever. So when choosing an event, I always look at quality first. To be honest, it can be a little bit difficult to say with certainty, especially when we're dealing with inaugural events, what the quality of an event will be like. But here are a few questions or clues that you can use to start to suss out how quality an event will be. First, what does their website look like? For most TEDx events, they have a private website, meaning one that they have purchased the domain for. It's typically something like www.tedx, 
insertlocation.com. So starting there, what does the website look like? Is it clean? Is the information up to date? Do they even have information? Do the links on their work? Is the application for becoming a speaker, is it available? And is it correct? I've actually seen some events that have copied another event's speaker application. And so you have the wrong event name. So is the information accurate and up to date? Do they have an active social media presence? This is one that's important because it allows you to start to see how much potential reach does this event have? Are they promoting their speakers? How are they promoting the event, the registration for the event, and that sort of thing? So what kind of content are they putting out and how frequently? Do they have event sponsors? Every TEDx event is a nonprofit event. So in order for it to be executed well, an event needs sponsors. And I can tell you from experience, I've worked with a, a number of TEDx events, the more sponsors, the bigger the sponsors, the better the event typically is, especially when it's coupled with a strong organizing committee. So taking a look at who some of those sponsors are could be really impactful, particularly events that have sponsors that are local to that particular area. Those sponsors are looking for a really strong experience for both speakers and audience attendees. And then for previously held events, meaning events that have been done before, what is the quality like on the recordings of their TED speaker videos? This is, as I mentioned, one of the most important pieces that you get as a result of being a TEDx speaker. So if an event has previously produced videos that have been submitted and that are now published on the TEDx website, are those high quality? Is the video quality good? Is the audio quality good? What about the lighting? All of those things factor in. Now, all of the pieces that I mentioned before are sort of linked to how well-funded that event is, how well-organized. And so the answer to these questions can sometimes be difficult to find, but you can always look for little clues. That's not to say that an event that doesn't answer all these questions in a way that you might like, particularly inaugural events, that doesn't mean that that event isn't going to be great, but you should know that going in. And it's also a really great way for you to move the needle here in, in terms of asking questions, making sure the event organizers know that you are also taking a vested interest in making sure that the event is really high quality. So do your research and you will likely find an event that will suit your needs and that you can be a really strong part of. The second piece is around location. So TEDx events by definition are meant to be focused on regional and or local issues. That's what that little X means, it means local. So as a result, many TEDx event organizers and speaker selection committees really do have a preference for people who live, work, and or 
are connected to that location. So I spend a lot of time digging into location related questions with my own clients, really trying to figure out where are their deepest location connections. So where do they live now? Where did they grow up? Where do, where did they go to college? Are there places that they've worked for long periods of time? And what we're really looking for is connection to that local area because almost always there's some kind of question that asks, how are you connected to fill in the blank location? The more connected you are to a local area, the better your chances. And quite honestly, there's no hard and fast rule that I've seen, but a rough formula that kind of is bearing out is about 80-20. 80% of the speakers tend to be from the larger local area, and about 20% are people who are from outside that. So. That's not to say don't apply to an event in a city where you really want to speak but don't necessarily have a strong connection, but just know that most curators are really looking for local first. The other thing I'll say about location is that you have to be able to fund your own travel. As I mentioned, TEDx events are organized by people volunteers and literally every person who is doing the work for a TEDx event is a volunteer because it's a nonprofit organization. That means they rarely have the funds to pay for travel. So make sure when you're applying to an event that is not in your local area that you factor in the potential travel costs, things like airfare or gas, hotel, rental car, dining, the whole nine yards. Make sure you factor all of that into your budget so that you're not caught off guard or even worse, have to miss out on an opportunity because of finances. The third factor is theme. And this is a fun one because almost all TEDx events have a theme. So a big part of the work that you're going to do in the application process is make sure not only that your big idea is super, super clear and concise and easily able to be articulated, but that it links to whatever the event's theme might be. And from my experience, the themes for pretty much all TEDx events are purposely broad and even somewhat vague. Usually it's a word or two words combined. For example, in Breckenridge, one of the places where I have been a TEDx speaker coach for the number of years, our theme this year, or last year I should say, was instinct. Well, there are many different directions you could take the term instinct. And so these themes are meant to give you some direction and they're also meant to allow you to showcase your creativity in terms of how you can make those connections, how you can think more critically about what your talk has to do with a given event's theme. You will find from time to time that an event doesn't have a published theme, but I encourage you in a case like that to always reach out to the event organizers and simply ask. Sometimes it's something they're keeping secret for reasons I'm still not sure on. Other times they are using that as sort of an internal guide, but I think it's useful where appropriate for you to get the theme because as I said, part of the application process, in addition to asking about your connection to a location, is also the event organizers and speaker curation teams really looking at how you are able to link your talk 
to a given events theme. So always ask, always be strategic about making those connections. The next factor is frequency. And this is something that sort of links back to quality, but the number of times an event has been held is usually a potentially good indicator of its success. And I say that because events that have been held multiple times are typically working through the process of creating and improving the spectator's experience. They're focused on making sure that the speakers have access to the tools, resources, and coaching that they need. As I mentioned, I've been a speaker coach for TEDx Breckenridge since its very first year in 2020. And I can tell you that every single year, the event team has learned and improved and built on the previous years of experience. And the event just continues to grow bigger and better every year. And that's a a bonus for the audience, for the sponsors, for the speakers, for the coaching staff. It really does make a big difference. So sometimes picking an event that's been held every year, for example, TEDx Portland is in its 12th year as of this recording So really looking at like, what are some of the events that have longevity? That is a factor to consider. I would be remiss though, if I said that first year events can, cannot also be awesome because sometimes those smaller events tend to be more intimate. The touch is a little bit higher. Everybody is working to make sure, A, the event is a success, the speakers have exactly what they need in order to deliver their very best talks because it becomes that springboard that they build from year after year. And this year, I actually am having the opportunity to work with an event in Boise, Idaho, TEDx Warm Springs Youth, and TEDx a TEDx event in Beijing, China. Both of those are or were in their inaugural year. And it has been really interesting watching the level of support, the number of resources that are available to make those events a success. So there's a give and take with respect to frequency. There's not one that's better than the other. It's just what you need to know going in. The fifth thing are networking opportunities. As a business owner, I love a good networking opportunity. It's where I do the bulk of my captivating attention, bringing people into my business. And one of the most significant benefits of attending and speaking at a TEDx event is the people that you will meet. Everyone from the event organizers, the speakers, speaker coaches, sponsors, and even audience members can really come together to create a rich and beautiful space for building relationships. And the result of that, of course, is you becoming a known person in different spaces. For many events, there are actually designated times or different kinds of opportunities that have been built into the schedule. Things like breakout sessions, happy hours, lunch events, marketplaces where you can mingle with sponsors and really start to forge some of those new relationships. So take a look at what is set in the lineup for the event. That will give you another indication of what kind of event this is. And as I said, these events often start small and they grow into bigger and bigger events. So the opportunities increase over time. 
The other thing I will say about networking sort of in a general sense is that when you become involved in an event as a volunteer, you start to build really awesome relationships. As I mentioned, everybody usually is working in a volunteer capacity at these events. Oftentimes the speaker coaches are, the event organizers, the organizing team, speaker selection committee. Being a part of these events, whether you're speaking or an audience member or a volunteer is a really, really awesome way to build some networking opportunities into this process. And it's also a really great way, again, to become a known quantity so that in future years, potentially, if you apply to speak or if you want to take on a different role that, you know, really lights you up, you have built the relationships in order to make that happen. And lastly, I want to talk just a little bit beyond the talks themselves, right? The talks are why people come. And there's a lot that goes into choosing an event. But there's more to a TEDx event than the talk itself. And that is, again, linked to things like the sponsors. Is there a vendor area where you can get the word out and promote your business. Like one of the things that you cannot do as a TEDx speaker is promote yourself or your business, your book, your service, your whatever. So a way to partner with event organizers is to also become a sponsor and have someone available at your table if they have a vendor area. So that's something for you to factor in as a way to potentially sell a book if you happen to have a book and you're a speaker as well having that available for purchase is a really great tool other areas that i think are super interesting and that a number of tedx events are doing are workshops and panels sometimes those are part of the actual event and in other cases those are outside the event but again opens the door for a richer deeper kind of community deeper dive into the topics that are discussed So there's lots of really cool opportunity there. And then the other piece, I kind of mentioned this up above, but is there social media presence and or a space for the community to engage with each other? TEDx is local. That means it's about building community. And so we want to make sure that there are spaces for people to do that, whether that's at the event itself, whether that's through social media channels where you can start to engage, lots of ways that that can be done. But those are other factors that are more than just the event. They're more than just about the talk. It's about how can you start to build those rich, authentic relationships and also leverage the experience beyond the talking itself. So all of these elements contribute to the overall TEDx experience. So as you're starting to dig into the TED.com website and looking up TEDx events, I encourage you to start to discern, A, what is it that you need and want from an experience? And secondly, where does that start to match up? Not all events are equal, but I can say with certainty that every event will yield a TEDx speaker video. So in some cases, I'm going to encourage you not to get too wrapped around the axle about, you know, speaking at a really big location, you know, a big city location. Sometimes you can have just as much impact 
and the effect and the intimacy and all those positive things I was mentioning before can be done at a smaller location so long as they have really strong video quality. And so those are some of the questions that you can start to ask event organizers as you start to move through that speaker coaching process. So I hope this was helpful and gave you some food for thought to really start to think about what kind of TEDx event is right for you. And at the end of the day, this process is a little bit tedious. I'm not gonna lie. The TED website can be somewhat difficult to navigate. And so you do have to dig to find the information that you're looking for, but I promise it's there, or the event curators can help you find that information by a simple reach out on social media or through their email list. So there's all kinds of ways to make an event work for you. So I will leave you with what I always say, and that is be bold, be brave, and go make an impact. And maybe this year, it will be on the TEDx stage.